The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to a very early edition of Motivation and Muscle. Um, today it's Saturday, the 28th of July, 2018, and here in New York, it is approximately 6.06 in the morning, so we're doing a real early one today. Um, we got our pal Chris Vaccio coming in momentarily, but that's who uh, is the first of three today. I haven't done three podcasts, and I can't tell you how long, because mainly the way it wears on you vocally, but... This is the way it is. This is how things work now, and we've got to do everything we can to push this giant out bigger and bigger. And before I go on with everything, I was telling Chris off air, and he knew, you got to go out and listen to that show I did with Jack Shanks and uh, Stevie Shanks. It was absolutely incredible. It might have been, um, interview-wise, the best show I've ever done. I don't know. We've done some really, really big ones here, but... The name of the show is Legend and Legacy. You'll understand why I call it that. <clears throat> what I was told by a number of people, and Stevie too, I spoke to him again the other night, was, you know, my father's very reserved, shy, you know, kind of like that. Well, you'd never know it when he came on here, and Jack even said to me with Stevie, we could have done three more hours of radio. They liked it that much, and I'll tell you, Two of them are some of the greatest people out there in the strength world. And not only that, they're real gentlemen. Real gentlemen. So I would urge you to go out and listen to that. And even go out and listen to it with your sons and daughters. I mean, there's no language in it, anything. It's just over and over. And one thing Charlie Oliphant sent me a note yesterday. He goes, you know something? I bet you Jack was never even asked the questions that you asked him. And one of the great things near the end was... Who were your favorites, which I'm not going to tell you who they were, but one was a big-time American Olympic and powerlifter, and it's not Paul Anderson. That's the hint. So go out and listen to it. Um, Stand up. Take a deep breath through your nose. Out through your mouth. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? That's the way we think here now. If you've been listening to my solo shows or some of the things we've been dabbling in with our family members, you're going to find out how you can change your mind and your interior to go after whatever it is you want in life. And if people tell you you can't, get the hell away from them, I'm telling you right now. Also, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Um, Winners and Champions, Inc., that's our premier product. Go out and look it and read it over. I'm telling you, it's a life changer, too. Go out to our Prosperity Conscious page. That basically is investing in both uh, enterprises, FBC and M&M. There's a $25, $50, and $100 investment. <clears throat> I urge you to go out and invest in this company, and you'll get free things with every um, denomination you would uh, you know, would like to uh, contribute here. So check that out, too. Um, two other things before we go into the whole M&M thing is um, – this show will be up definitely tomorrow morning. Wait till you see who we have on here Monday. This name will blow your socks off who we got on there. 
And I'm going to have a big announcement about M&M Radio going overseas, possibly. It looks like it's done, but I have to talk to the gentleman who will be doing it, who will be the rep, and they will be going to the gathering. And with that, the Ard Blair Stones will be there for the first time, and the Inver, and I know the name of the person who is going to um, blast the Inver overhead. And, of course, our good friend Martin Janzix is going to be doing big demos with it. And he's an incredible human being. So I'm going to have more information. I'll have I'll have it Monday for sure. Um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Go out and look at all the shows Chris and I have done. Chris has been away because of a lot of things. It's mostly me. Um, as I told Chris, it's nothing personal. He understands. Um, we're getting caught up more and more and more. And gentlemen like Chris and many others will be coming back here, plus all the new people. Wait till you see this grip gentleman I got. He is famous. Um, and I don't know how many people know their ne- know this gentleman's name, but we're waiting for him with a few things. He could possibly be on next week, too. Um, also, too, uh, go out to uh, MotivationMuscle.com. Um, let's see, we already did slash category slash podcast. I said, go out and look at all the shows Chris and I have done. Obviously sign up for our free newsletter at motivationmuscle.com. goes to my MailChimp account. Anything I do, you'll get in your inbox. Also too, come on in, invest again in our company and motivation muscle. Um, come in and spend some money advertising here. We're going to be here for 30 years. We just got another good client and I thank him for that. Um, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. And then don't forget to go out to our YouTube channel, um, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Um, you can go out. It's Fiorella Barbell Company. You can go out and look at anything you want there. Also, too, um, I said as far as with um, advertising here, there's a phone number. That is my cell number. I only talk to people when we do things like that. I don't do email. I feel it's a form of disrespect. That's what you got to do. And before I bring Chris in, I want to talk to you about Gareth Denyer. Now, Gareth is a regular on here. He's graduated over 100 of his clients in his gym in Texas to Division One football, plus many other things. Now, he owns HCP Barbell, and I believe he's head and shoulders above anybody. I mean, you know, he just does phenomenal work. And it's not just weights. You know, he's an expert boxer, et cetera, et cetera. Now, all of his coaching he does online, but now he's decided to bring it out to the public. And we're working pretty hard with Gareth right now to help him out and train new clients, all right? So you can either go online with him, obviously through Skype or phone, or if you're there near HCP, you can go and uh, see him directly. Now, this is what it is. His expertise is just so out there. I mean, whether it's nutritional programs, whatever. Go out and listen to the first two shows. We've got a third one today. Uh, it's called The Diamond in a Rough. It's the first one, then second one is volume two. But here's what it is. You can go in, talk to him. Everything's confidential. And he designs every program to you. It's not a cookie cutter. It's not something with assembly line. You go into him, and I'm telling you right now, it'll change your life. And I've had dealings with him for almost four years now. He's got to be one of the most stand-up, exceptional people I've ever met, and he'll be on with me this afternoon. So go out, and all you have to do is go out to uh, hcpbarbell.com. There's a contact there, or you can contact him through Facebook or anything like that. All right, with that in mind, we made Chris wait long enough. I'm going to give you a little information on Chris. Number one, 
He's a strong man, power lifter, bodybuilder, and lifting competitor. And I know today we did an earlier show because he's involved in a meet. Chris, I know it's a long time, but you know it's always an honor to have you back, your expertise, and thanks for being on, my friend. Hey, always great to be on here. Always great to talk. Um, anything I missed? Websites? Anything that's coming up in your life with anything? Uh, lay it out, brother. Uh, let's see. I've got um, a long-range big uh, big deal. Um, I'm going to be hosting the uh, United States Strongman Nationals for 2019 here in Columbus, Ohio. Nice. So that will that will be the largest amateur strongman competition ever. Uh, which with USS, that's the case every year. Yep. Uh, we had uh, just here in New York um, with uh, Todd Georgie running it. Uh, we had. 391 people sign up and I think 360 some odd actually made it to the event and competed. Wow. So yeah, I mean, huge, huge contest. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be shocked and amazed if we don't break uh, 400. Yeah. Well, you know, what I, you know, what I want to ask you quick too. Um, I know what Stevie's been telling me with the gathering, how it's exploding. Last year it exploded. It's exploding bigger this year. Now, obviously, they've added the Ard Blairs, which are Atlas Stones for anybody that's not familiar. And I would tell you to go out to Facebook and and go after Ard Blair Stones and see the job that Liam and Mark and, and Charlie's wife and he have done. And all the kids, the great thing about this is the kids are involved. You're getting new people coming up. But I want to make this short for you, Chris. Um, and I was, oh, now you're seeing this with Strongman and we see it in powerlifting and, and now we're really seeing it in stonelifting. Um, what do you think? I, it seems like this is starting to really take on a big, big shaping in the physical culture world. What, what's your think? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's um, there's definitely starting to be a little bit of a swing back towards back towards some more um, physical culture. Yeah, where yeah. people are people are starting to, especially women, which I think is awesome. Yeah, um, they really want to empower themselves. They want to feel that they realize you know, they see all these people walking around confident, walking yeah. around yep. you know, yep. unafraid of yep. the world. Yep, and I think uh, I think a lot of people are just. Um, they're sick of just kind of uh, cowering like a little animal behind something. I agree. <laughs> and no, I totally agree. You know, it's because uh, that's a that's the thing. I, I I came up with a great line uh, during an interview about strength sports, and I was just like, you know, when when your hobby re involves activities that realistically could kill you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The everyday struggles of life don't seem that bad. No. I, and, and that's a great line because it's so true. And that's what we're going to talk about. First, we're going to go into, we want to catch up with Chris because the last time he was on, uh, he was, ha- he, I think he had his surgery on his shoulder, mm-hmm. I believe. And we're, and this is all going with our theme today of demolishing fear. All right, Chris, let's catch us up because I think it's probably been about eight months since we've had you on here. And at the time, I believe you had just started rehabbing or you were going to. So let's catch up on that. So, yeah, the uh, back in, uh, I guess it was May of 2017, I was doing an actual clean and press in preparation for USS Nationals that year and uh, tore the infraspinatus and supraspinatus in my left shoulder, uh, complete blown them apart. Not, uh, this is no partial care. I don't do anything halfway. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> blew, blew them completely apart. Right. And, uh, 
So uh, the doctors went in and uh, July, I think it was July 6th last year, they went ahead and put everything back together, went ahead and preemptively um, cut and reattached my left uh, biceps tendon and uh, just, they said it was going to go at any point. Yeah. So, yep. And since they had to reconnect the muscles on the front side of the humors anyway, they're like, eh. He's like, do you want us to go ahead and fix this now or do you want to wait until you blow it and come back later? <laughs> <laughs> doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, let's see, with, I was back up to a 280 pound log press. Well, two, what I did a 270 log press six weeks post surgery. Wow. Or no, 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 I'm sorry, 12, 12 weeks post surgery, not six. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it was funny. That was, that was when they released me from PT. I showed the, showed the doctor and the physical therapist the video of the log press and, yeah yeah they're probably like huh you know what i mean it's like yeah. you know it, it um i remember reading years ago uh dr ken an article he had um it might have been yeah i know it was in um i gotta think of the hard gainer and i can remember i don't know if he broke something or tore something I think he broke his arm, and he refused not to train, so it was hilarious. Um, he oh, wants yeah. to squat, right? So they said, "I, I him and and, may, and one of his buddies, might have been the, that guy Jack he always trained with and traveled to California and all that with, they decided to get this idea that if he cut half of his um, cast off, he'd be able to train. <laughs> so I guess he went out the first time and did it. He broke all the stitches, and they're saying like he's bleeding on the floor, and he had to go back to the hospital, you know. And that's what it kind of reminds me of. Obviously, you were very successful with that, but these doctors look at you and they're like, "What's wrong with you guys, man?" Yeah, you know, they don't get it. But go ahead, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. Yeah, they don't. uh, They don't realize that we're we're a different um, we're a different breed. Yeah, I mean we're and it's. yeah, I was, I was explaining this to my doctor. He, my doctor and the PT both, we talked about it a lot. I'm like, look, I said, my, my rehab curve is going to be different. Yep. Um, it's, I'll, I'll bounce back a whole lot faster and stronger than anybody else you've ever seen because yep. I'm, I'm different. And they don't, you know, all their, I get it. I understand where they're coming from. You know, all their data is on normal people. Absolutely. You know, so, Absolutely. Mo, you know, most people that tear a rotator cuff, you know, they're, they're probably in my age range, but, um, they, they're people that they just want to get back to sitting on the couch without yep. pain. You know, yep. They want to be able to scratch their ear yep. and, um, they're not planning on doing anything ridiculous like I do. Exactly. And so they, and, and they don't have the muscle mass. No, they don't have the, the prior history. I mean, I was like, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks post, you know, a few weeks post surgery when I went and, um, uh, when I went and got, uh, they did a strength test on me to see where I was. Yeah. And I think it was, it was five, about five weeks post-surgery. My repaired shoulder was stronger than anybody he'd had in his practice ever. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. No, yeah. I mean, no. I, so, you know, in, in my weakened state, I was stronger than anybody that he'd seen. They, you know, the, the right shoulder was, um, a couple times stronger than anybody that he'd ever, you know. Well, you know what it is too, Chris. I mean, there's a lot of years of build there. Yeah, there you is, know, I mean, and, and yeah. they don't get that. You know, when you start yeah. at like, 
10 years old or early in your teens and you consistently do it for decades, um, there's, there's a carryover, like, you know, you wouldn't believe. So, you know, and a lot of these guys, let's face it, you, you hit it right on the head, you know, well, I'm just going to go in so I can sit on the couch, you know, and, and let's face it, the medical profession is more geared that way where, yeah, you know, um, it's always, you've heard it. And I'm sure yeah. you heard it after the injury. Same thing when I had the bicep tear. Well, why do you want to go back there and do it again? You're going to hurt yourself. It's like, and that's the way, and that's what I love about when we're talking about demolishing fear. This is all about fear-based, and I don't know, I think some of it is intentional, but you know something? It's like anything that's habitual and you do over and over, we know what the results are, whether it's a positive or negative. But go ahead. Keep yeah. going, brother. Yeah, so I just, I kind of, I took you know, I did consult with my PT and the doctor as I was going through things like, Hey, you know, is this going to be too stupid? You know? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I did, uh, I, um, did a lot of, you know, got with a lot of different people on rehab and, uh, just to figure out, okay, Hey, what do we do? You know, I got, uh, got with the rotator guys, yep. um, Chris, and I got with, um, oh, uh, Jim Seitzer with the, uh, band bell, and did a lot of stuff with that. So there, there were a lot of things where it's like they they would recommend like one of their recommended exercises was to put your hand on a wall with a towel, right? And do you know you know do the alphabet? Yep. And I'm like okay, or I could get the band bell bar yep. and get on the bench and just hold it in a lockout position, and it's going to move wherever the hell it's going to move. Yep. And I'm going to have to fight with that rather than knowing exactly where this thing's going. And sure enough, you know, it improved my proprioception way faster yep. than what I would have done, you know, just doing it their way. Sure. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure I hit the rehab a lot harder than, yeah. than what a normal person would. Because, I mean, they don't, you know, normal people don't have any incentive. No. You know, like I said, they just want to get back to being on the couch so uh. they can dick around once a week or something like that where, you know, hey, I want to get back to, I want to get my strength back. I want to get yeah. back to normal. Yeah. Well, you, you said you, you hit it again, dick around once a week. And that's usually they go out and try to push something one day real hard and they get destroyed. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether it's like, oh, I can't walk, I can't straighten out, or I can't bend over, or ER, here we come. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. And anybody knows that, you know, what it is, in my opinion, too, you know, when we talk about demolishing fear, you know. What if you're a TV watcher, you like to watch any type of sports, which I've gravitated more and more away from these these days. Um, you know, most of this stuff is so unrealistic for the normal persons walking around. I mean, you know, you're looking at guys that are treated like racehorses, and they're they're an investment. Let's not bullshit each other. And we do know. The majority of athletes, men and women, especially, you know, I love the air people say, oh, gymnastics, they don't do, well, I got news for you. Most of them are chemically enhanced, all right, if you don't already know. And look, I'm not taking anything away from their abilities, but the normal guy or girl that's got three-plus kids, they're both working full-time and all that, you don't have that ability, all right? Now, no one's saying you can't go out and better yourself. I would never say that to anyone, but, you know, uh, if you think you're going to walk up to uh, the plate and be the next uh, Aaron Judge who's, you know, all over the map the last few days with his break, 
Um, that's probably not going to happen, all right? And that doesn't happen <laughs> much even in Major League Baseball. So go ahead, yeah. man. I mean, uh, it's, I, lo- I love yeah. that. That always cracks me up because yeah. you know, everybody acts like they're a couple CCs away from being the best <laughs> athlete. In the world. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. you're not. yeah. I no. mean, it's I. Um, somebody was saying they sh- they should have a they should have a regular a regular person in the far lane. Yeah going against the Olympic athletes and the regular person can take all the steroids they want Yep, and see how, you know, and see how well they perform. Ain't going to matter. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's never going to matter. Uh, you know, it, it's such a misunderstood. We do that. We do that so badly in the United States as far as <clears throat> we demonize stuff. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about, you know, us in general, you know, uh, uh, uh culturally i don't know what it is about our culture that does that but i mean we it's like we demonize stuff so badly you know we demonize the steroids we demonize mental health it's horrible gosh total total yeah. so bad about that yeah and uh you know um well and you know drug use in general you know so uh well you know, you, instead, you, well, instead of treating you know yeah. instead of treating it like a mental health issue yep. or, a, or a public health issue like it is you know we're we're jailing people and we're uh you yep. know crushing crushing i mean basically you know even somebody who can clean up their act yep. they've got the deck stacked against them because now they've got this criminal record that's you know yeah they've got these felonies on there so you know they're gonna have a harder time finding jobs yep and it's uh it's stupid but um but yeah we do we do so much of the demonization and we and uh and it screws people up that go in and you know particularly kids yeah because there's so much um there's so much mythology surrounding them, yep. surrounding the anabolics yep. and the PEDs that, so they go out and they experiment with them in a ridiculous idiotic manner. Yep. And you know, they start way too young. They start, you know, experimenting with all kinds of goofy compounds that they shouldn't be anywhere near. And, um, you know, and, and all because all, you know, they they've got that, with all these steroids are magical. I just, you know, all these athletes are clean and just a few cheaters take them. And, yeah. Well, that's, so, yeah. But if I, if I take them, you know, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go from the bottom of the JV chart to the best guy on the football team. If I just take this, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you're right. You're right on the money. It's so prevalent in high school sports. Now it's insane. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. It, um, and, uh, and, and I'll tell you another thing. Um, I mean, what really, what really hurt all that stuff, all right? When they decided to outlaw everything, all right, yeah. and now yeah, everything, it, it I've, yeah, it, that that set everything ablaze. So now everyone's out getting stuff, whether it's from Europe or China, or they're bringing it back from Mexico or whatever. Yeah, some, but some dude's making it in a sink and it's yeah, you know, yep, mom's yep, yep. There's all kinds of ways to do it. You know, baking the stuff the way they all do. But here's the deal. I don't know, I, I you know, I think anything inherently can hurt you, all right? Now, yeah. I like John McKean and I have been doing some massive power rack stuff in the middle point and doing these movements that are so short, like with a four-inch pole mm-hmm. and, and, and a pole against the rods that liter- literally feel like they're going to shatter your body everywhere, and I love oh, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And John, of course, has got a lot of old material. He's written for years mm-hmm. for a hard gainer and all that. And um, um, he had some articles by Dr. Ziegler. Now, he was the guy basically 
who was connected with Bill March and some of the great York athletes that did these type of power rack movements and had phenomenal success. But he was also the guy that brought Diana Ball into the picture. And, um, you know, they I'm sure these guys are probably taking 100 tabs of it. These guys are probably taking three or four a day and gaining like crazy. Now, my point of the matter with this whole thing is this. Um. By, when you outlaw something, that's going to even stir more traffic in people's heads. You know, what do we got to do? It um, Obviously, now they're felonies, which is absolutely insane, in my opinion. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, Dr. Wong and I have talked about this because, I mean, he's of all that era. Right. And, 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 and the thing is, Chris, is this. The, I think this goes much further because we know – the feeling of manliness, especially in this country, you don't need it anymore. There's a lot of women, yeah, yeah. women groups that don't want men to be strong. I mean, you, you go out and look at stuff and, and the vocabulary sounds like it's right on the door of insanity. All right. And a lot of guys have bought into this, you know, it's like, well, you know, I don't have to go out and hunt. I don't have to, well, let me tell you, you need to be a protector and you need to be strong and you, you can be very strong, huge, everything, and still be the most gentle guy or girl in the world. Yeah. But, but there's a different thing with us. It's like, don't push on things that you don't want to find out what they can become, all right? And this is a trend in this country, and this is all about all this fear-based stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. men are bull. You know, look at – I hate that word. Look at all the stuff that's going on with schools in the last 20 years, especially more prevalent probably in the last 10. Bully this, bully that. Yep, you bully Mm -hmm. me, I'm going to bring a handgun in and shoot the whole place up. And they've they've made it because they've started punishing people. Yep. For standing up to bullies the way the way we always did it. Yep. Because that was always, you know, yeah, if somebody's bullying you, you stand up to them, and yep. then they stop. Yep. That's, you know, because they're generally, I mean, somebody who's inclined to be a bully is a coward. Absolutely. So, you know, they want an easy target. Yep. If you, you know, if you were no longer an easy target, they go away and they find somebody else. Yep. Um, yep. And that's how it's always been. But now they've basically outlawed people fighting back i agree you know if you if you fight back you get punished yep and you get punished severely yep and so they've basically you know in in their quest to end bullying they basically empowered the shit out of the bullies yeah yeah and giving them new levels of ability as far as you know more uh i guess they can do more psychological damage because the, the options that the children have yeah. to fight back are so limited. Yep. So that's why you have kids, you know, more children now snapping, yeah. just completely snapping. What do I do? You know, yeah, because what, you know, what else, do, what other option do they really have? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's, uh, you know, they, they can't punch the bully in the nose anymore without, nope. you know, so it, you get enough of that. You get buried under enough crap for a long enough time. You're going to snap. Yeah. Especially, and, yeah. especially kids who already, you know, as teenagers, you know, you run at a sure, higher emotional sure. level anyway. Sure. You know, and uh, so, yeah, that's. And if you don't have. Why, uh, teen suicide's going up. I without a doubt. And uh, when, and I would it, not ahead. argue in the least, at, a, at least in part, some of that probably contributed to my own son's suicide. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. a tragic thing right yeah. there. And, and. A friend of mine too that's been on here, Sean, his son too. The, um, he, I believe it, um, it was heroin. I want to make sure I'm right. I hope I'm right. I, I'm trying to remember back, but 
I think he had OD'd. I, they thought that he had kicked it, and um, tragic stuff. And you know something? Yeah. You just talked about it. Look, with all this stuff, a lot of these kids don't have a family base. Now, we know yeah. it can happen to great people like you and Sean. It, it happens. There's things that just happen. But yeah. the majority is, too, a lot of these kids don't have somebody to go home to. And if they do, a lot of these parents are – are more interested than believe it or not, than their kids going to the mall and playing with their phone. I mean, come on, you know, but I want to, I want to, so where are you right now? We've rehabbed. Where are you now a year later from last July? A year later, I'm pretty much pretty close to back to a hundred percent. Okay. Um, I did, I did mangle the other shoulder a little bit. So my two handed pressing's a little bit off. Yep. I'm not quite back to where I'd like to be. My I'm back. I'm back to where I was before the injury. Okay. to my absolute peak of pressing so uh it's um it's going pretty well that's I'm, good I'm, i mean i want to get back up into the high 300s on my log press and stuff like that that's awesome all right well and we and we have been talking inadvertently all over about demolishing fear now i know you said what i mean i'll tell i'll talk about the bicep but what did you feel i mean there had to be times because well, i know well, go ahead well, i've got a great for instance okay. here Right. Just uh, uh, a week or two ago, I did the actual, I did an actual clean and press for the first time since I tore it. Okay. And then uh, of course, you know, I've got a, I've got a competition coming up uh, next weekend Okay. where uh, we've got that as part of a medley and it's, it's not too heavy. Uh, it's like a 225 axle as part of the medley. Right. And so, you know, I'd already warmed up on some other stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll just throw 225 on there and uh, work on the axle a little bit but that was the first time i'd ever touched it doing a you know axle clean sure, press sure. since the injury sure oh my god uh <laughs> i was um my hands were actually shaking wow uh, i mean i couldn't i couldn't as i'm as i'm going to grab the bar my hands are shaking and uh i actually posted a video of the three three attempts it took me to clean and press it um, because I, I walked up, my hands were shaking. I grab it and I could, I couldn't clean it. To fr- I could not make myself clean it the first time. Yep. So I had to, you know, walk off, give myself a pep talk. And then the second time I got it mostly clean, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't quite press it because I just, you know, and then, you know, the third one, you know, I got it clean and pressed pretty easily. Yeah. But it, um, it took that, that initial, you know, just, you know, knowing that you know, that was the that was the lift that blew it up. Yeah, uh, that was where. And oh, I was I was terrified. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah, hands were shaking, my legs were shaking, every you know, and I couldn't believe the amount of fear I was experiencing, and I'm just you know having to kick myself in the ass, and that's one of the that's one of the good and bad things about uh, when you train by yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm most, I train with my friends occasionally, but more often than not, I train alone. Sure. And, um, that was, uh, you know, so you, you've got to be the one to kick yourself in the ass when you need it. Well, and, uh, you know, it's amazing how the subconscious mind plays the film over oh, and over, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, people, people don't realize unless you get rid of that, 
with some with another intention, you know, obviously Chris succeeded. So I mean, however he repeats that success to himself to get rid of this old thought process, I mean, it's going to haunt you forever. I mean, I I tell a story, you know, when we went to Iceland the first time in 2008, you know, Bill Crawford and I both blew our biceps, all right? And you know, getting them fixed and all that. I mean, that's like the longest plane ride you can ever have coming home from Iceland. Believe me. And you're, and you're, and more than anything, it's not even the, it's, it's the fear. I don't, the, the only, the fear that set in with me is how he was like, am I ever going to be able to lift again? That was yeah. the main fear, but it was, I had a lot of anger too coming back. I mean, yeah. I was so pissed. So I guess, I guess the main thing that I dealt with, and it's long gone, but the first time I picked up a bar to, to do a barbell curl, I was petrified, man. Yeah. And and it, it was maybe no more than 50 pounds, and I curled it easily, obviously, and put it down. And what I did, Chris, I literally said, is my arm all right? Is my, you know, did I tear my, and I'm, I'm holding the bicep, the left bicep. I'm like, it's yeah. okay, it's okay. And after that, I just seem to be able to just keep going, keep going. But, you know, it is a fear. It's a lack of confidence. And those two things alone are ingredients to kill you, literally. Yeah, Yeah, and you've you've got to convince your body. Yeah. And I've I've had to do that so many times over over the course of my rehab of, you know, basically convincing my body that it's not going to die. Exactly. That I'm not going to blow it up again by doing, you know, doing something. Yep. And uh, and it's uh, that's one of the. Um, that's one of those things where, uh, well-placed anger can help. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I, you know what I wanted to tell you too is, um, see if you agree with this and then we'll talk about a few things we did to get rid of this stuff. Um, when I had Stevie and Jack Shanks on the other day, I think it was when I was talking to Stevie though, the other night after the show, um, we were, we were kind of talking about things like that and, one thing that he and I agreed on wholeheartedly, we were talking about lifters. I'm talking real physical culture, men and women. And, you know, this isn't being touchy-feely either, believe me. <laughs> um, I feel the ones that really understand it are some of the most heartfelt people I've ever met in my life. Um, I think lifters in general, their dedication to physical culture and everything that spawns from it, a relationship with a girl or guy, whoever you are. Um, if you really look at it, those people are very dedicated. Unless, you know, everybody, you got bad apples and everything. But I'm talking about anything you do, a business, a friendship. You and I here, you know, we've never met one another, and I hope we will down the road. Um, you know, we've struck a friendship, a brotherhood here, like with so many others. Um, and I feel lifters, this is why I'm so passionate about this show and where we want to go with it. I think we exceed more than excellence. I think we are um, just extraordinary individuals that are so heartfelt and so dedicated to what we do. Most people just can't, it, they, it, it can't resonate with most people because they don't understand it. And I right. co- comment on that. I mean, I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm being very serious here about this. No, yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent right. They don't, that's why I like, being around people in the strength sports probably more than anybody else. Absolutely. Because they're, they're driving towards something. Yep. You know, they're, they're, they're going after something. They, they have a target in life where, 
you know, most people are just kind of going through the motions. They're just kind of yelling in path of least resistance. You know, and here we are actively, excuse me. Yeah. Here we are in the strength sports. We're actively finding the more difficult path. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think to, to most, you know, normal everyday people, it looks ridiculous. But, you know, to those of us that do it, we understand it. It's you've got to have something driving your life. You've got to have, you know, uh, the best way I heard it was some, you know, uh, a guy described it as, you know, you're basically in life. You're in a river. You're, you can't stand your ground. Right. Right. Yeah. You're either going to be actively moving forward against the current or it's going to wash you downstream, but you can't just stay, stand your ground. Yep. And uh, too many people are trying to just stand. Yeah, they're just trying. Yeah, they're yeah. they're barely trying. Yeah, they're trying to stay in the same spot, and they're getting washed down the washed down the river. And they don't even realize it. Um, and, uh, I know, I know, we're getting near time too. Um, I want to ask you if if I had to come to you for Chris, I'm having a lot of fear because I'll comment on it too, and that's what we're talking about: demolishing fear and everything else that's been going on with you. Um, if I came to you, and I say, Chris. Give me and take as much time as you want, but I need you to tell me one line. How can I start demolishing fear with all your, you know, with all the trials and tribulations you've gone through? Yeah, I go, I go kind of in stages. My my default is a um, being cerebral about it, you know, uh, and just kind of positive. I try to be positive first, uh, positive and logical analytical and you know and and give myself all the logical reasons of why i can do something you know why it's okay you know yeah everything's repaired everything's back to normal i've I've gone i've got all my mobility back so i I give myself all the logical reasons first of why something's going to work and then if that doesn't do it um then i go uh, you i'm sure you remember uh jack lane sure oh yeah the, the the evil midget. Yeah. Uh, brutal. He, he, uh, but he, he would always, um, he was more of an angry, uh, yeah. he could sit there and yell at his, yell at his muscles as he was yep. training. Yep. And, uh, I think back, uh, great, great movie. If you, for those of you listening, if you haven't seen it, watch it. The outlaw Josie. Will. Oh, that's my favorite yeah. Eastwood movie. Yes. That's, and there's one part in there where he talks about, you know, the way you survive. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that's when you just get plumb mad dog mean. Yep. Yep. And, and so that's where, you know, when, when all else fails, when you can't logically tell yourself and make yourself overcome your fear that way, get pissed off, get mad. Oh yeah. I, I will start cussing at myself. Anybody that watches a lot of my videos, uh, you know, I don't post a ton of training videos, just because I think a lot of training videos are boring. I don't think yeah. anybody wants to watch me do, you know, five sets of squats or anything right. like that. But, but if it's something, you know, if it's something, if it's a milestone lift or if I just do something kind of goofy and a lot of time, I mean, I do it when I struggle with a lift, I'll start, I start cussing at myself yep. Yep. and uh, I get, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I just get pretty nasty. You know, Ed Cohn uh, always says lift angry. Yeah. I don't know if he quite means that. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, and that's, uh, 
when you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, well placed anger can break your fear. Oh yeah. You, know, you just get you get mad enough, you get angry enough, you take yourself to another place, and uh, and you go do it anyway, and then and then then your then your mind gets it, your subconscious realizes, oh yeah. Okay, we can do that without you know without blowing up our body parts again without exactly. dying. So exactly. Now you know it it removes those inhibitors and you can move forward. Everybody, uh, it's uh, I think it's uh, funny. You know, everybody talks about um, trying you know uh, anger like it's a bad thing. Yeah, well that yeah yeah. It, yeah. And it's anger's okay if you use it as a tool and it's well placed. Yeah, yeah, if you're walking around angry all the time, being shitty to people, that's not a good. No, thing. exactly. Yeah, but if you take it and you focus it and you and you use it, you know, it's it's a hell of a hammer to pound in a nail. Hell yeah. Um, Use it properly. (laughs) And and I was going to say, too, I mean, when we talk about just something aligned with demolishing fear, it's like you you pretty much said it in a nutshell, but that's what I always say. Go out and get involved in something very physical. Even if it's not your day to train, go out and just do one lift with all your might. I mean, be very, you know, obviously when you're angry, you can kind of get ahead of yourself. Uh, make sure everything's set up properly. You have safety. That's paramount, all right? But, man, go out there and just beat something right into the ground. Go out and do a tire flip or some sandbag walking or step-ups with a sandbag or power rack training. Or, you know what, if you want to do your arms that day, go out and do some heavy barbell curls, standing barbell curls with your back right against the wall like they used to do at the York Barbell Picnics. My point is this. Chris said it. Your mind, your subconscious mind starts to go other places. And I truly believe this with all the things I'm doing. When you go out there and do this and succeed with it, it opens up a brand new pathway to your subconscious mind. And when you're planting those seeds, it's between the six inches of your ears at your head, obviously. When you're doing that consistently, all those fears all those negative thoughts are going to start to go away. Now, I can tell you this. I've said this before. If there's something, obviously, let's just talk about weightlifting. You know, let's talk about Chris wanting to press a 375-pound log over his head. I want to get to 400. Okay, so 400. All right, so Chris is going to talk to himself repeatedly with repetition. You know, I am going to press a 400-pound log, blah, blah, blah. And when you do this for 21 days, and it's proven and I've proven it, it will change your subconscious mind. So what Chris is going to see happening to him, like any of us, is the weights are going to start going up. There might be people coming into his life that they're going to be like, hey, Chris, I want to talk to you. Um, you know, I just pressed a 400-plus pound log, and Chris will be like, all right, well, what are you doing with that? What I'm saying is when you act like this and create these forces out in the universe as i know more people say me that's all bullshit well you keep living your bullshit life and i'll live mine all right it happens it will bring the people and the places and the events that you need to succeed suddenly i'll be scratching my head say geez why didn't i think of that movement a year ago okay um one, one of the biggest things we found and i know we got to wrap this up um when Charlie was going after the um, um, the Denny Stones, and Andrew Carney 
really helped him out big time with some routines. And, you know, Charlie's no weak guy, but he yeah. was having some issues. And one of the biggest things was, especially when you're lifting these stones, and it would be the same way with pressing, the upper back was not where it needed to be to succeed. He had the grip, everything, but what happened was the trap rhomboid area, shoulder girdle, was not developed correctly. You know, not, I won't say incorrectly, it was not developed enough. Now, think about it. Chris, myself, Charlie, we had, it's not like we've only been training for two years. We've been training for decades. So don't ever think that just because you've been training for decades, you got it all down. You don't. All right? There's going to be people out there. Um, Chris, uh, it, go ahead. Yeah. Learning, learning stuff constantly still and, and uh, being reminded of, of things that I've kind of gotten away from. So you're, you're constantly, yeah. you know, you, you look back to some of the old school things that work so well and you yep. realize, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. So yeah, you're, you're, if you're not, if, yeah, that's part of, uh, you know, the whole, uh, not being able to stand your ground. You've always got to be learning. Oh, without and, a doubt. And with this stuff, and you know, with, go ahead. Bill. Well, yeah, and, always add tools to your tool belt, even if you don't use them. Yeah. Just so you have them if you need them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris, why don't you give out any information, websites, anything? I'll give out mine and just hang on the line if you would, please. Sure. So, yeah, get, um, I'm getting my uh, OhioStrongMan.org um, back up to date. And that's uh, most, you know, I'm trying to make that encompass all things Strongman, of course, uh, 2019 Nationals uh, here in Columbus. That's going to be huge. The uh, entry for that will be up here in another, probably have it up by September. Okay. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that, that's going to be, that's going to be huge. We're going to have a great time. Cool. Lots of uh, people. That's good. I mean, when you get the Ohio Strongman all set up, uh, send the link and I'll put it out on etched in stone for you. I'd, I'd love to help you out like that. It'd be yeah, great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, the, uh, yeah, America's uh, America's strongest athlete with disabilities. Nice. Is going to be out. Um, <clears throat> that is going to be May 4th next year. And uh, we've got uh, actually moving, to, taking a road trip with it. I've, I've held it the first four years here in Columbus, but we're actually going to run out to uh, Indiana. Nice. Nice. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, a friend of mine has a, um, he's got a big uh, sports festival going on. They're having some uh, powerlifting and uh, open strongman competition and a bunch of other uh, physical culture stuff going on. Awesome. And he asked me if I wanted to do the show out there. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Big platform, yeah. lots of stuff going on. And I think it'll be great. Yeah, I mean, you're doing a lot, a lot for sport. Um, I don't know if you know Gary Clark's going to be oh, at the yeah. gathering. He'll be at the, yeah, yeah, I know that he's going to, he's all happy because he stayed with the Shanks recently and had a great time. Yes. Yeah. He, he and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he, he's an awesome guy and we're going to have him back on too. You got anything else, Chris? No, no, that's okay. pretty much covered right. it for me for now. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Don't forget to go out to um, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. Also, too, invest in both companies. There's um, um, Prosperity Page, it's called. And on, it's on Fiorello Barbell at NICAP. Fiorello Barbell Co. at NICAP.R.com. Um, and I told you about Gareth Denyer. He'll be on today. We're going to do volume three of A Diamond in the Rough. Go out and check out 
all of the things that he can do with you. Whether you live in Texas or you're all over the world, you can get one-on-one with him. Go out to hcpbarbell.com. You can just do a slash contact.html. Um, he's based in Texas. Once again, that's hcpbarbell.com. Tell him Motivation Muscle sent you, and uh, he'll be on today. We're going to do Volume 3, and I believe... Um, we're going to talk about, let's see, I think we're going to be talking about a big thing, um, changing your decisions, making quick decisions, go out and read about Henry Ford. You know how he had so much success with the V8. He brought people in that knew more than him and he was relentless in his pursuit. He would not take no for an answer. And where are we today? We have a V8 engine. Um, you have to make decisions fast, and then you have to decide if you got to change along the way, which we all do. But when you can't be decisive, you're going to, just like we talked about today, you're sitting on the sideline for the rest of your life. Also, um, if there's a show you'd like Chris and I to do, uh, go out to Fiorello Barbell at nicap.r.com. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Also, to iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank everybody for that. You can get Eminem in your car on AHA directory. That's AHA. Um, also, too, uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? No. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give somebody five words to inspire. You could change their life forever. Believe me. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as the great Husa Steel Stone Crusher says, in blood red domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Also, too, no one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's going to be on with us, by the way, in August, I believe, um, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. As I said the other day, it's more like a tidal wave that's getting taller and taller, and that's the way we'll always be always be. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit and quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling no matter what. Say that. I'm telling you right now, you'll feel dynamite all day, every day. Also, too, be a steward of strength. And don't stand on the side of the road and tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick the door in. We will blow the roof off your house. We're going to be around for the next 30 years or more. Come into the family. Spread the shows. I'm telling you right now, they're just getting magnificent. Bigger, bigger, and bigger. I mean, you talk about enter- not only entertainment. I'm talking in a great way. But you look at the content of our shows. I don't care who's out there. There's nobody that's got a show like this. Nobody. Also, too, Les Brown, yeah, you all have greatness in you, but we take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back, and I don't know many people would say that. Before we sign off with Chris, one thing quick. Everyone knows we lost Steve Jack about two months ago to prostate cancer. Art Montini, obviously. Terry Todd recently. Um, we are losing some big, big people, and, and Steve, as everyone knows, 
he's the major factor. Um, I don't know if I ever would have even lifted a stone if I didn't see that video of him in Iceland. He did an awful lot a long time ago in the early 90s. And this is from the book of Stones and Strength, the late Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. It's about the inverse stone. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of months, or I'm sorry, for in a couple of moons, I'll be calling. Steve Jack. That is parallel to your life. You should really think about those phrases. They're incredible. Um, Chris, it's always an honor to have you back. Um, we will get you back on at least every other month or monthly. Um, as I said, I'm catching up, but you know, your knowledge and the way you bring it is uh, very much appreciated, sir. So thanks for being on. Hey, always glad to be on. Well, we, we love having you on and any way we can support you, you know, don't be shy about putting stuff out. Um, we're more than happy to help everybody out that's in this great thing. And you do so many good things for people, especially for our disabled strength athletes. So we'll be talking to you soon. So before we sign off, the world is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. Um, go out and do something great. And don't forget, big, big show Monday morning and another big announcement about motivation and muscle streaming radio possibly um, going over. Well, it will be overseas, and we'll give you more on that. Very exciting things going on, and I'm glad you're all involved. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. And thanks for listening. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.